thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business that Bongtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's still morning for me. I think it's not for Allison. No, yeah, no, we- it's noon. <laughs> yeah, we've crossed the threshold for Allison, but we are we're kind of in those like last lazy days of summer where, you know, once we hit September, I always just go into fall, even though technically fall doesn't hit or autumn doesn't hit until the end for us. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of in that like even though it's the end of summer, I'm kind of at the beginning of fall mentally. Mm-hmm. I would Same. be too if it wasn't over 100 degrees here. Very fair. And it's also <laughs> not 100 degrees here, but for California, this is probably our warmest month that we get here on the coast. So Yeah, it's, it's uh, the California coast in like September, October is beautiful. Beautiful. Not, not so much here in the valley, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> But we, okay, we have a lot to talk about, but this little like weather combo actually gave me a tiny segue into it, which is like, we have a, we have much to cover that's been happening in Bangtan, but I feel as if Kim Taehyung or V came up with maybe the most perfect album for fall weather, in my opinion. Like it, to me, it's like fall vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Very fall vibes. It's very chill. It's very, like, I know one of the songs called Rainy Days, but it's really one of those, like, stay inside with a blankie, with a good book, maybe a good Mm -hmm. K-drama, and, like, that playing in the background. So, yeah, I agree. It's um, Dana, I can't remember her handle on TikTok. I'll have to share her link in the show notes. But she has been talking about this album since before. Like, we got any teasers, any songs, and she's been calling it slutty jazz. And I feel like that's, like, so perfect. It is slutty jazz. <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Yeah, I feel like what Layover accomplished that I think is interesting is that it is a song, an album that you can feel sad to mm-hmm. or have and or have sex too yes <laughs> it's like really hard to do you know like where's the venn diagram for that <laughs> make it make it allison draw it for us so yeah let's just go through each of our initial hot takes let's start off with our kind of like you know our takes on layover as an album so megan do you want to kick it off with just kind of your initial hot takes sure um I have been loving the concept from the very beginning. All of the photos that we got, um, whether he was doing it for a magazine or for the actual album, like loved all of it, was really interested in how this was going to pan out because it was very much like a, like almost retro vibes. Like it had like 
uh, some eighties. It looked like some like rock, some synth, you know, he has that like golden mullet that he's mm. been rocking. And like, I can't remember what, um, what show that was that he was on, but the album itself, I was really impressed with the sound. Um, uh, I expected him to really lean on his vocal abilities um, because he can do both. He can have like this really low register, but then he can have like this just very like um, in between like melody. Um, and so I was really looking forward to it and like it hats off to him. It's only six songs, um, but they're all gorgeous in their own way. And I think my favorite is blue right now um that one just for whatever reason i heard it and i was like i love this i love this just because i love it so yeah um slow dancing is great though and the music video is fantastic i love it it he really outdid himself also he is like i get it chapter two but like he was like i'm not wearing a shirt it's fine i'm just we're just gonna go for it. army jump in jump in this water with me there's a watermelon in here. There's a couple of bananas. It's fine. Just it's have fun. So yeah, I'm really, I'm, I love it. Um, I love all the promotions that he's been doing. I think he's having a great time with it, which he should. Um, and it's something that he should be really proud of. So charting should come out tomorrow or late today. So we should see how it all stacks up. It is such a beautiful album. It's really fun to like I want to have a party that lasts until like two o'clock in the morning where everybody gets a little wine tipsy and there's like dim lights and we're all just like listening to this and talking quietly in our subgroups <laughs> as a friend's group you know like it just is something that feels very comfortable I think my favorite song um is for us I love the vocal in that I was trying to look it up and I haven't gotten to that yet to see who did the the vocal on that one in addition to him so yeah it's really really lovely what a what a beautiful album for this time of year thanks B. yeah for me i think i've thought about it a lot since it's come out and it's not my favorite nor is it like in the running to be my favorite of any of like the solo offerings and I think it's probably the album I'll listen to the most. And I think mm -hmm. both are make sense to me. And that like one thing I noticed with this is that the vibe is very consistent throughout. Like we don't have big changes mm -hmm. vibe. Like I feel like this, it's not that the songs all sound the same, but the mood stays very similar. And so that makes it like a very easy, consistent listen. And kind of like you set the vibe and then you stay in the vibe. You're not kind of like, bouncing through different moods um and so I think that's one of the reasons why I feel like it's a, an album I could put on and sometimes really just listen to it and listen to like all the, like the longing and like the feels and be in my yeah like snuggy blanket with a glass of wine having that and then sometimes I think I could just have it on in the background and both are okay and I think that's what's cool to me it just feels like a very versatile album and I also feel like it's an album that I could have on around folks who aren't as interested in like k-pop music and i also appreciate that too i feel like it's a good bridging album where it doesn't have yeah i think that people who are like oh i don't i don't like k-pop would find themselves liking this album 
Yeah, I do too. And I was surprised. I put this in our group chat the other day. I was surprised at how much English is on this album. Um, I didn't expect that at all. Like I've said before, like they don't ever owe me an album that's, you know, all English or whatever. I'm, you know, fine with going and looking up the, you know, the language and getting the English translation. But for me, I was just really surprised that he has as much English on this album um, because it wasn't something I was expecting. And I enjoy that. Um, and it's really beautiful, but it just surprised me. I think you're rightly, I think you could put it on like as back. Like if you, this is like cool dinner party music. And I feel like if you had like a cool dinner party, this is like the perfect music for a cool dinner party. It's absolutely cool dinner party music. And I'm not saying that to say it's like music that like you put in the elevator and don't ignore. That's what makes it cool is it's, it's easy listening, but like good and interesting it's like um yacht rock you, you know what i'm <laughs> talking about like i feel like it's very much like in that same vein of like um uh, michael mcdonald or like um like some hollow notes thrown in you know what i mean like it's, <laughs> it's so cool like it, maybe that's why i like it and i'm really showing my age here but like i don't know something about it just gives me that vibe that you could just like have it on while you're like it's giving me very like silk pajamas with like some wine, some crudite, like, you know, just chilling with your friends. Um, and I really love that. And I'm hoping that he had that in mind too. It's like, yeah. what can we do to just like chill, unwind, enjoy some like expensive well, wine, sit in the butt chair, have a great night, you know? I'm going to say he did intend it also because when I think of like layover and what does a layover kind of entail and like a meaning, um, first, I just need to hit pause. Unfortunately, none of you can see the cuteness, but we wanted to say that there is a new member to the Afternoon Army family, two new members, because um, our host, Allison, why don't you tell us about, uh, you know, the new additions to your family? So right now I'm recording with August D or Gus, as we call him in my arms, because he's a snuggle bug. And then his little sister, Charlotte, is right behind me in the chair. So I have two babies. They're a few months old and they're very, very sweet. <laughs> yeah. So it's really I fun to get kittens now when we podcast. <laughs> I'll um, have to post a picture of um, Charlotte gazing lovingly at Augusty to the yeah. Um, dispatch. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, you do. You've really um, done a very good uh, job of introducing them to, you know, their uncles. Yes, yes. They're yeah. uncles. <laughs> but yeah, when they I think spend like... the first day in the BTS room, so they're very familiar. <laughs> but yeah, going back to like that, like the like the when I think of what a layover is, it is you know, there's a lot of different feelings that can come up with having a layover. And um, and so I thought that was an interesting choice. I know he's talked about it in some of his interviews, um, especially there's a really great Rolling Stone interview that we could link to in the show notes where he unpacks quite a lot of intent behind the album. Um, one thing I want to say, and this is I want to be careful with this because I don't want us to get into a habit of like trying to through the pod, like get into the deep psyche of members in ways about like their personal lives. But I will say that this album is all about heartache and doesn't feel heartbroken. And I thought that was interesting. And so as I like looked through the lyrics and everything, V actually 
doesn't have um, song credits on these songs, at least that I can see online. Um, you know, this was a team that was brought in that um, created songs. And this is not to say that he didn't have like a hand in it. He certainly did. But this doesn't strike me as um, an album that he was writing from like an autobiographical sense, nor um, and the fact that like there was like a team and things like because people kept being like, who hurt me? And look, maybe he did. Maybe he got like run over by the romance bus. And this is like him picking up the pieces. It's just the album. Like when I listen to it, I don't feel like I want to like yeet myself off a building. It feels like I'm just like in a mood. So again, I don't want to put a lot of credence into what I'm saying and like psychoanalyze it. But I did think it was interesting that I had that feeling and then saw that he hadn't actually written these songs where he does have song credits for things like stigma or blue and gray um and so i think in some ways for him i'm curious and i'm not making any claims but i'm curious that i know it took him a while to like get up the confidence i don't know if confidence is the right word but it took him a while to get this album out he's been working on songs for a really really long time that's like a knowable thing we know that he has created many many songs and so the fact he went out with these almost feel like i don't want to say a safe choice but maybe for him it felt comfortable to put something like this out first before doing something that's a little bit raw because jimin's jimin's album obviously he didn't solely write the whole album but he does have a song credit to it and he really says this was a linear kind of like autobiography of my experiences coming through COVID and that kind of like pain and rawness really is seeped into face in a way that I don't feel like I have the same kind of emotional reaction when I listen to this I feels very pleasant for complete loss does that make sense it does and I have a question um about that because is V the only, no, he isn't because he has some OSTs. Cause I'm wondering if he was being like careful, maybe quote unquote careful with it because he hasn't really had any solo releases, but he has, he's had like three really, po- three really popular OSTs or two really popular OSTs. He's had so, three like, really, three really yeah, popular OSTs. Three re- really popular OSTs. So my question is now invalid. It's fine. I answered my own question before I could even get it all the way out. Thank you. <laughs> my brain but- has so it had to be you with Jin um, is a really fun one that like, it's kind of like weirdly annoying and I love it, but the, um, Sweet Nights and Christmas mm-hmm. Trees are both just a total, mo- he, he loves sad music. He yeah. loves sad music well, and he that- shares a lot of sad music too, like in his recommendations. Yeah. The interview you're referring to, I believe is the interview that we were talking about yesterday that said that he quoted, he's quoted as saying, I always have romance in my mouth. I think that's the same interview. I'll have to go back and look at it. Yeah. Yes, it is. And yes. that is one of my most favorite V quotes now. That's one of my most favorite Bong Tong quotes, but in specific to V, I love that he said that because yep. that is very self-aware and I think rings true. Like he he just embodies kind of this like yearning romance. Mm-hmm. Like that's just his voice, his soulful gay like he just really shows up with that as the vibe yeah he does you know what he also likes he likes for army to call him by his name which we found out in one of his was it station ad that does that yeah the listening party Mm -hmm. um we got clips with some Mm -hmm. translations yesterday and one of them was him saying army 
say my name. And then he lists all the names that he likes to be called. And then he said, when I say army, you say, yes, sir, captain. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know. It was very playful. Apparently I wasn't there. I wasn't tuned in at that time. I'm getting the clips. Um, But it seems like everybody had a pretty good time over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Two things. One is, I guess when we finally make it to the reunion tour, we all come in sailor suits. I guess that's just how this will work. Um, I guess so. (laughs) But secondly, speaking of a good time, I don't know if anyone has ever had as good of a time as whatever pseudo simulation part party went down in the slow dancing music video, because let me tell you that was a good time, but had by all. By all. Um, there are a lot of theories going on around right now about that music video, but I have to say one of the best reactions, um, on like both Instagram and Twitter, oh, what was used the artist formerly known as Twitter is how I refer to it. Um, is that there's that they're in their van and that girl eats the flower. And everyone's like, did she really just eat the flower? I was like, yeah, I think she did. Which the fan theory is, is that every single person in that van is an iteration of V is like part of his personality personified. And like, I feel like that makes sense. Also, I also feel like it's a nod to Jin who would totally eat the flower. So I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, we know it's I'm some type of simulation because like on the beach, one of the little tech bros is engaging in some very aggressive coding in his behavior. <laughs> so we see a lot of coding <laughs> happening, like kind of subtly. So, I mean, look, maybe he's Bitcoin mining on the beach, but... He does look like he's got, you know, a job to do. And then we do see kind of like that weird alternate reality yes. of like, you know, the t- the TVs and the um, all of that, which has been kind of a theme through all the videos as well, has been that like sense of um, like a little big brother aspects of, you know, constantly being monitored or having those TVs like showing alternate faces. So um, I think that that could honestly, once we get to the end of Blue, we could probably do a, another pod just analyzing mm-hmm music videos. But one thing I wanted to say was that um, Becky, one of our uh, friends of the pod who runs the It's Bananas podcast, came on to do the um, Love Me Again and Rainy Days kind of like video analysis. She's our resident V-bias. And one of my favorite things she noticed was at the end of Rainy Days, she's like, it never rained in Rainy Days. And then I when, when I watched the slow dancing video, I'm like, there's never any slow dancing in the slow yeah. dancing video, which is also awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of fruit, which I said, obviously, he listens to your podcast. Obviously, <laughs> he knows he's on the pulse of podcasts because all the fruit. But um, I also love the it's visually beautiful. The whole thing. I mean, not that any of their music videos are never not visually beautiful, but it's so visually beautiful. He fits in perfectly on this island of chill vibes, whatever's happening here. And then the, on the boat. With his crown, which I thought was, I just don't know how more aesthetically beautiful you can get, V. Like, what? how much more can we take at this point? It, you're just gorgeous. I, I can't get over it. How is this a real human? He's particularly beautiful in this video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And this was all shot in Spain, too. So, I mean, I also want to give a shout out to whoever was, like, conceptualizing and managing the schedule. Because I remember when he went to Spain and we were like, what is he going to do in Spain? He was in a cave in Spain. He was in, like, you know, the cool, uh, like, almost, like, science fiction-y apartment vibe, you know, rainy day apartment aesthetic from uh in spain and now he's like at the best beaches in the world in spain like that spain trip he was really just like knocking things off the list and i just want to give a heads off to whoever had like the vision of you know they really took advantage of the the landscape that they went to in a really fun way yeah and i think anyone that ever like it gets even remotely close it should go to that apartment building that and like look at it it looks amazing like it so futuristic i was like is this real like did they really or did is this like created no it's like an actual building it's an actual apartment building that was built i mean that just blows my mind it's so cool looks like a spaceship okay so we know that the last of the videos is coming out on the 13th which will be the video for blue we know that we were left with a teaser of the kind of like aggressively beating on a door there have been some slight rumors that there could be a big celebrity appearance in this video. We will see. So, yeah, we'll come back and, you know, kind of like talk about all the videos and see if there was like a storyline thread that like we can put together once everything's out. But before we put layover to bed now and move on to some of the other things, I do feel like we would be amiss if we did not give a shout out to, you know, the real star of this entire album which is Yuntan, the best and hardest working Pomeranian in show business. <laughs> I love him so much. I'm not even a dog person. And so does V. I mean, the basically <laughs> the the real theme of this album is sad music is pretty and I love my dog. Yes. <laughs> the, okay, but like in the slow dancing video, the landscape is his face. Yeah, please t just give a shout out in case someone didn't notice because I did not notice until the internet <laughs> let me know. I didn't either until the internet let me know. There were so much other things going on. <laughs> so in the video, when you go back and watch the video, keep watching the video. It's beautiful. Have it on loop, whatever. But when you look at the beautiful landscape hillside, it's actually Yontan's face. And it is. Yeah. The best Easter egg, like it's the Easter egg to end all Easter eggs because <laughs> this dog, first of all, I went back and watched, it was on my algorithm just because, you know, whatever, however it works. There is a video of this dog when it was a baby dog that's smaller than Allison's kittens that she has right now. I mean, it literally looks like it could fit in a teacup and V is letting it run to Jin. And it looks like a hairball, like, skittering on the floor. It's the cutest thing. And so I get it. Like, I would love this dog this much as well. But to actually talk about, V has actually been quoted as talking, like, saying, well, it's also Yontan's debut. Okay. <laughs> like, it's, get, shout out to Yontan. Really, honestly, Leah's right. Hardest working dog at this point in show business. I swear. Like, if this dog, if, this dog does not get on Sochuta. I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> okay. 
He needs his own interview on Stitch with Tat, okay? Like, it needs to happen. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, we see one of the reasons that we like this group so much is that they often, sh- like, even though we know they're, like, some of the most famous humans in the world, they kind of show up as, like, you know, very captivating and interesting, but, like, with a sense of, like, relatability and normality, Except for the fact that, like, I really just only ever want to see V using all his celebrity eccentricity and privilege to lean in with his dog. And I feel like he just does this time and time again. And Becky even, like, brought this up to me. Like, she was like, how did this meeting go? Like, I'm really liking how this video is looking. I think that, like, we're hitting all the points. But really, at this point, what I really would like to see happen is my dog's face just like CGI'd on some landscape and then it's a slam dunk. Then we're 10 out of 10. Yes. <laughs> I said that too. I was like, how did that go? Like, oh yeah, you know what? This video is great, but do you know what it's missing? My dog. So how can we fit my dog's image into this music video at least six times? Can we and we figure- also have the fake dog because we also know that- <laughs> And like- a body double. Yeah, we know the body doubles in all these videos, which is amazing as well. And so the body double does make a very short appearance at the end. But yeah, he was like, we just need the whole video. He's like, we just need a little more Ton here somewhere. So yeah, yes. let's, let's Mount Rushmore him into the into <laughs> the Spanish coastal mountains. I and like the other thing too is I listen. I love this group I love it I love everything that they put out love everything that they do I just think it is such a flex for some like B walked into a meeting it was like look I'm I want to make this video and I need my dog to be in it but my dog can't travel to Spain so I need you to find a dog actor but not just any dog actor because it has to have the essence of my dog (laughs) Like it has to have the same personality as my, and to be able to, for the people around him to be like, absolutely no problem. Yes. Absolutely captain. no problem. Yes. Captain. Yes. Captain. Yes, sir. Captain. Like, I, <laughs> and then I what intern was in Spain? Like I need a lookbook of every black and tan Pomeranian that you've got. <laughs> the interns. I need the expose on the like big hit hype interns that are like okay tanny's coming tanny needs these snacks tanny needs this feather bed like i need the expose i need to know also if i wanted to like big hit was like we need an intern for this absolutely sign me up i'll do it for like college credit i'm not even in school (laughs) and i just want to interview encourage V to lean into this you know like we see like weird writers that celebrities have like only green M&Ms in the green room or whatever like I want V to be at high with his dead ass face being like you know I've put in my time here I think that what we need to have is for our newest Hybe debut to get their own studio they need to have their own office I want a desk that Yontan sits behind with like I mean I really like who's gonna say like at some point like, I think you can ask for the world and get it. And so I'm like, if you're going to do it for your dog, this is where you're going to spend it. Yeah. Yes. Also, P.S. Uh, Sechota drops tomorrow, I believe. And it yeah. is V. Kim Taehyung. The last yeah. the, the last guy to interview. 
I think it drops at either 6 or 7 a.m. our time. So I'm going to have to figure that out. And then if it's 6, I'm getting, I'm hoping it's 6 so I can get up before anyone else in my house and watch it as it drops. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're not ending layover now. We are putting a pin in it while we go on to some of the other things. Like it is Virgo season and birthday month for, you know, two of our members uh i think and also yeah. someone else also someone well, else is a also, virgo yes i i i i share ish a birthday with jk and yes. this is why i say i share ish i am august 31st he's september 1st but with the time change that actually puts us at celebrating our birthdays on the same day so you know that basically makes us best friends it does and there we go. <laughs> so JK is now, how old is he officially? Is this 20, 26? Is this the, okay, the big two six. The big two six. So just, okay, first of all, just out of curiosity, what were you doing the year you turned two six? Oh, working. Okay. Um, newly working not married, no kids. I think I still lived at, I 100% know I still lived, now that I think about it, lived at home with my parents still. Okay. Hadn't moved out. Allison, yeah. in the time in the time travel capsule, where were you when you were the big two six? I was living in Seattle and working for AmeriCorps in a super toxic relationship and getting ready to move back to Lincoln. So <laughs> let's see. I got married at 26. So I was getting married and I was also, I had, I, I moved to Hawaii when I was 26. So I moved to Hawaii to Kauai and then um, got married uh, about four weeks after we moved there. It was not like I met someone and got married. Like I moved there with my fiance quote unquote. And then, um, yeah, so that's what I was doing at 26 was tying the knot. Um, can you give us some Virgo um, insight? Like what are some mm. Virgo personality traits? Good question. So I think that Virgos get mischaracterized a lot because they get told that they're like the spreadsheet sign of the Zodiac. And like the hyper clean sign of the zodiac, mm -hmm. you know. Look, that doesn't resonate for me. But here's <laughs> what I think people mean when they say some of this is, um, I think that we like control to some degree, and so I would say that it's an element of we like control, but we don't want to be seen in the control room necessarily, like, and have it all be about us. I'd say, like, we do like to be, like, behind, a little bit behind the scenes or to the side. Um, and so, and this even checks out to me with, like, a Namjoon as leader, where you'd be like, well, mm -hmm. he's obviously in the control room. And it's like, well, yes, yet I do feel like part of what he does good as being a leader is he does center other members. It doesn't become, like, the Namjoon show. So he's very much driving the bus and, like, setting much to tone. But then you know, often trying to bring in everyone else and kind of like make sure they're getting their moments and like managing how that works. So that feels very Virgo. I would say that um, Virgos like to be right a lot. <laughs> 
Um, there's never been an issue that they don't like to like overthink to some degree. Um, and so, and here's the thing is like, I've seen like Virgos can be split into kind of two main ways and there's like the Virgo one and two, if you could say. And so some are just like very, uh, I think JK embodies the, um, like if there's a, a to-do list, I want to tick off those to-dos. I'm pretty like, you know what I mean? And then there's also the sense of like, RM having the side of the Virgo embodiment that is, yes, wanting to be in control, but also wanting to like have those reins of control be a little bit looser so that other folks can like be, yeah, like not a quiet doer necessarily, um, but somebody who is okay having other people take, be in the spotlight sometimes on like they don't always need to be the people shining. And that being said, there is an element of Virgos wanting to be seen as special. So I'm going to give JK that shout out too of, you know, they don't need to have it all the time and it doesn't always need to be just their show, but they certainly do like their time to shine. Thank you. You're welcome. I was reading about Virgos and they, one thing that struck me was like, they like to be resourceful and that they would make good musicians. Those were two things that came out in the mm. article I was reading. Mm. Well, I can't say I make a good musician, but I do very much like to be resourceful. Yes. Leah, a resident prepper. <laughs> so yeah. So Jake. So first, before we begin anything, I do want to give a, sh a shout out to one of my favorite fan conspiracy theories in yes. army. And I'm assuming many people know this, but in case you have it, you need to, which is, so remember how I said the one fun fact with JK is that we kind of share a birthday-ish. He's September 1st, I'm August 31st. So if we go back into the way, way, you know, time travel, August 31st, 1997 is the day I moved to my um, my college town to begin my career as an undergrad at the University of Montana, Missoula. Why do I have this date at the ready to recall? Because it was the same day that Lady Diana died in a, you know, paparazzi induced car crash in Paris in the tunnel. It was also the day JK was born because of that time change being September 1st. So there is a fan theory that I think is mostly a joke. I can't sometimes tell if anybody believes it. I really can't tell that JK is the plausible reincarnation of Lady Diana, because basically almost at the hour of her death is almost the hour of JK's birth. It is one of my favorite BTS conspiracy theories or like fan theories. It. I think it is mostly for fun, but there are some really fun videos. Um, creators will be like, they're wearing the same thing. And it's like, whatever they're wearing is like close, but like <laughs> not exact. Um, the other one is, is that one of the last lives they did all together was the, I'm going to say it wrong, Daljumong, um, like the new year where they're all in the Hanbok. Yeah, that was and their very last group live. Okay, that was the same day that the queen passed away. 
So like those were happening almost like simultaneously at the same time. Like they were on live and then the news was coming out that the queen had passed away. And in that live, JK he is like yawning a lot and he is like spaced out a little bit. And people were saying it was because the spirit of Diana had to leave him to go and meet the queen wherever she was in her afterlife. And that theory went, there was like two days of videos of that. And the giggles that I had, because it's just fun. Like when you take a con, like if you, I'm not saying That's believe amazing. it, amazing. but if you like take a concept and you just kind of run with it in that way. And then it's like, it's because of this. It's because like one of them is like, it's because they both eat this, which is not like, it's not the like uh, cultural cuisine of, England but it's also not the cultural cuisine of Korea but they both eat it so obviously I love it obviously I'll I'll watch it every time you guys it's ridiculous so good so So, look I don't know if it's a full joke for everyone so I was just as you were talking like I pulled up some you know just like did a quick google scan and pulled some of the formerly uh the artist formerly known as twitter like tweets and things and there's people who who are at least giving the impression they take it seriously and are like okay. making defenses for it. And so one of the things that looked like a common um, refrain was, I felt very, very close to Princess Di- Diana, like in life. And now mm-hmm. I feel very, very close to Jungkook. Yeah, same, same. Like, and all jokes aside, I'm here for any conspiracy theory. I'm going to say this one doesn't resonate for me, but I appreciate that it exists. Me too. And I'll listen every time (laughs) I'm, I'm here for it. I, I mean, is okay. But like the real question, not even question. The real thing is JK is good at everything. Literally everything, literally everything. Like he, if you go and run, watch run episodes, if you watch him, in interviews if you like anything he picks up everything so quickly he they call him the golden makne which i understand but like some of the things that he gets tasked with um he never struggles right it's like he picks it up super quick like there is a run episode where they are doing the like chimes the bells so they all have their backs turned that all seven of them and the producer goes and he hits like this um melody on these like I think they're like bells but it's mostly like a chime like you have to hit the top of it and it like rings and everyone turns around they're like there's no way like everybody is like there's I don't even know I lost it already like I'm out and he walks up and he can see his wheels turning and then he like goes up and like "Hmm, hmm, hmm." he's like humming and then he hits them and then he's like that's right right and the producer tells him no you have to do it in order and then he does it in order. And even like Hobie's like, oh my God, I almost drooled because Hobie's like, my mouth is open. Like, I can't believe he got it. But that's the thing about it is like how, like everyone talks about Princess Diana being perfect and she was good at all these things. And like, I mean, maybe because he also has the gift of like just picking up whatever is thrown at him, right? Like, we want you to do this flying yoga. We want you to like, run on this like inflatable obstacle course we want play the drums pick up this guitar sing karaoke in your house okay i just don't understand 
how run run really fast in an idol game and win the game for everyone yeah that video still to this day i cannot believe that video he smoked those people it, it wasn't even a contest he's literally half a track ahead of the <laughs> next person i i just that's how do you explain that lady d lady die you have to right like <laughs> it's the only basically the only explanation she gets to come back and this time just win all she does is win all she does is win every <laughs> single time but i mean it's not i'm not saying that because oh i love bts and i love all idols he's actually like really good at whatever no, he's, he's freakishly he's freakishly good at everything he does yeah like that whole thing like in the soup where he's painting like he's like yeah. legitimately <laughs> making art well, what's funny is that, and I mean, like, Num Numjoon makes a beautiful painting and spends a sure. very long time with it. JK says, sounds like, oh, you're paying, I want to paint too. And then he's like, Bob Ross's, like, right? in like, landscape poor, in, like, two seconds. And then I was like, hey, off to something else. boop a doop boop boop Like, poor Namjoon has, like, plotted that painting for hours. He's, oh, he's been overthinking it. Yes, it's all done dark. by dots. It's all dots, right? It's like individual dot painting. Yeah, and then JK he really does say something like, "Oh, I want to do this like Mr. Bob Ross," and then it's like, boop, and there's like a full like landscape in two seconds. I I think it's good that he's the baby because I feel like if he wasn't, there'd be a lot of like fights. Yeah, no, for him I mean, just swooping in and like taking care of it, like oh. This doesn't seem hard at all. I'll just do it. And then he does. Yeah, it's like the legally blonde, like I got into Harvard Law. What? Like it's hard? Right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he is the Elwoods Woods of this group for real. He is. He is the L Woods. Of and this like group. almost effortlessly. Like he's just so effortless about everything. That's that's how I feel when I watch him in things. I just feel like he's like, oh, yeah, I could do that too. Also. Like the fact that he is singing karaoke in his house and like actually sounds like he's on like a on a track. Like he's like, I just gonna mm -hmm. turn on my Spotify. Just kidding, that was me. So I have seen folks, and this is a very true take, say that um, you know, JK doesn't have enough material to really do like, you know, that full solo August D type tour yet. And they're like, but why does it matter? Literally just give him like he could go on a full tour with a karaoke machine. Yes. And we're all just going to be like, I mean, that would actually. Hey, hide if you're listening. Let's not. Let's just hear me out because this is actually genius. You bring, you book out like SoFi Stadium. We all yes. get an app that has like pick, like voting. Like, so it's kind of like, you know, you're voting like. Um, this I is genius. Those, like those old game shows where you know everyone's like picking like you know the so like songs will come up with like six options army's gonna just pick something in the stands they're gonna be like boop, 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 boop. okay this is the one top pick and then jk just performs Perfect. that song and they already have the licenses ahead of time because they've already done the work and made the app and whatever whatever and then he just does a full karaoke concert we don't know what the set's gonna be because like army gets to also pick it's an interactive concert Take my money. He would Honestly. love that. He would have so much fun. Yeah. Take my money. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're getting a suite and barricade two nights, all five yeah. nights. Let's go. Yeah. Like, I will write a whole book to fund the entire trip. Uh, but I'm just saying this is a genius concept for John Gook and he would enjoy it. Let's do it. Yeah. Hi, for real. Put, hi, put me on the roster. I will be your intern to just give you good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I wrote stats for him just because we usually do this kind of like we do like uh, individual member centered episodes when they enlist, which we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, but I did just want to like say that he was also born in Busan. Um, he joined when he was 14, debuted when he was 16, literal child. Um, and his nicknames are JK jk which i love golden maknae baby star candy cookie and bunny some people still call him bunny um and Jung jungkookie yeah and, which is my favorite but yeah. we do, we don't use that but members some members yes. do yes um so yeah so busan just something in the water they're in daegu i don't it's fine I don't what is taste what is tasty in busan i know actually do know <laughs> just saying <laughs> yeah I just JK is my like he's not my bias or bias wrecker but I also live in like that OT7 life too and I really just stand by the fact that JK is my favorite yeah there's I think there's something to be said for being the baby honestly and I just genuinely like him and having seen all the live, just all the content that was JK focused this year that he's put out for himself, everything he showed us has only made me like him more, which is interesting because sometimes like, you know, you see a little bit more about like a hero or someone that you're into and you're like, oh, I don't really like care for this or that. Everything I see with JK, I'm like, yes, you are amazing. I love it. Look, I even went and bought um, for a little uh, oil because like he was saying that oh, yeah. was like a, a secret ingredient to his ramen I'm gonna say 10 out of 10 choice on that one um it was a 12 dollar bottle at the Asian grocery store and I was like mm, am I gonna do it I'm like yeah I'm gonna do it is that like the from the famous perilla leaf yes it is and oh, it's got okay. like a very kind of like nutty um earthy texture to it and he like he when he does his like cooking recommendations which are mm -hmm. also my favorite like drops like a recipe and what I love even more is he drops the recipe in Weavers but the reason why I think it like kills me even more is that he'll come back to it and be like oh shit I forgot like there's even more important so it's yeah. like you're not phoning this in like you don't give a shit like you're not like oh Kaiba's told me to post a recipe blah 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 intern yeah. posted it I'm like no no he comes back and he's like, I forgot the sets, like the seaweed flakes. That's like the most important part. Um, do you have a favorite song by him? Oh, man. What about you, Allison? My favorite is My Time from Matt Mine Russell. too. Yeah. yeah, it's mine too. It's so good. And the video is heartbreaking. And like, yeah, I just love it. Just watching him grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I'm not going to go on the record and give a favorite because I don't have, but I'm going to say a song 
that came up on my Spotify that I thought was interesting last year. Like they kind of do like the song roundup of the year of songs you've listened to. And his song Stay Alive from like their cartoon simulation that Shiga produced was mm-hmm. in my top five songs I listened to the most all year, which surprised me. But I do really love it. And, but it's also yeah. a song that's like funny because it's not like how we were talking about before, like the be easy listening, like put this on and rock yeah. out. I'm like, wait. Like, it's kind of like a big mood song and that does feel like it goes with like a movie or a show. Like, you can, you know, like, it's a funny thing that I was like, oh, it's weird that this ended up just being on all these things I listened to. But yeah, I like it. Yeah, I so feel like that about... Sir Sugar and JK for that one. Yeah. I kind of feel like that about Left and Right. Left and Right's always in, like, always in my roundup because I just love that song. I listen to it all the time. I but do really like the music video from that so much. Like that was such a fun when he came out with that. That was such a fun music video. Yeah. So okay. okay, we know that he has so seven obviously song of the summer. Uh, boy grew up. Okay, two things actually. So we saw seven was like really him leaning. He did his you know he's done his tattoo. He's done his facial piercings. Like he's done some things to be like I'm a big boy now. Then he did his song that was like, you know, and I like to like, just like fuck all the time. I just want to say that I like to fuck. I'm going to talk about fucking. I'm going to talk about breaking you off. I'm going to talk about breaking me off. Like, we're just going to get into the weeds, but in a very mm, like safe and fun and boppy way. So I do want to talk about the fact that we have gotten the first hint of his next song dropping, which I think is called, is it Dazed? And because he has said, I'm doing two songs and then my album. So we now know in October the new song is coming with the idea probably that the album must be coming, I'm guessing, um, in November, December, but probably November. But before we get into like a little speculation on that, I also want to give a shout out that we have seen in one of his 10,000 lives, we did see like the vape appear and he kind of like subtly like moved the vape to the side, like, mm, don't worry about that. And now we see that, you know, he just was overseas on a quick schedule and he paparazzi, a rare paparazzi shot of him smoking. Thoughts on thoughts on this one, because I find the smoking and BTS conversation weirdly fascinating because not so much about the members, but about ARMY. Um, I didn't hate it. <laughs> Listen, I grew up in the 90s, 80s and 90s, so I didn't hate it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Like, Yeah, I'm going to just say that for me, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. I knew that, like, you know, like, smoking was just a thing. I smoked in, like, high school and early college. Mm-hmm. I now would say that, like, smoking's not good for, like, if I see smoking out and about or smelled, I'm like, oh, like, I went to Vegas, was like, oh, yeah. smoking not hot, dot, dot, dot. Apparently, unless BTS does <laughs> it. like with all things (laughs) maybe it's just that like we have to see such sanitized versions of them all the time and they're not allowed to share like so many things behind the scenes that we're all naturally curious about like you know everyone's like "Mm," like we know that they have like full lives that we don't get to see and we're all just nosy little nellies so when we see them just smoking I think it's kind of like there's like a hint of like the like not as sanitized version and that's just kind of fascinating i agree also there was a lot of chatter online about not sharing the video of that um and not sharing the photos like they're being actually reported um to hybe 
um, because it was not actual paparazzi. It's like a person. Like that was someone's personal like video from their phone. Um, But I saw another take, not to be like a toxic person, um, but I saw another take of the video on TikTok this morning where he's making eye contact with that person taking the video. If you zoom in and you like slow it down a little bit, he, he knew he was being filmed. He knew. That's why he did that little dance. He makes eye contact with the person making that video twice. That's just what I saw from some TikTok detectives doing their work. But I'm just going to say, like we've discussed before on this podcast, they know they are public figures and they know they are world famous. And he was outside in the front of a hotel by a parked car. He didn't go in an alley. He didn't ask for a smoking room. I'm just saying, like, also, he's 26 years old. And he shouldn't have to. He should be able to smoke where he wants to smoke and do what he, yeah. He's closer to 30 than he is to 20. He's 26. He wasn't going to be baby star candy forever. Like Alice and I were talking before we got on here about our favorite JK, which is the Vogue 2022 JK. Um, Yeah, so... I'm... And I don't know what, what makes him more baby star candy for me to have him be like, and I want to like jump out here with my cancer sticks on the sidewalk. But I'm like, yes, like that just makes you even more baby star candy for me. Yeah, because <laughs> he has to push away from that. And that then defines him as that. <laughs> yeah. So look, when it comes to me personally, like, and I'm not going to belabor this either but you know we've had a couple of like we've got our new least favorite series which is like holding bts accountable i've been a part of this this is like you know some people resonate with it some people super hate it but you know i'll probably continue to whenever i feel like they like cross like into like a moral like moment but for me when it comes to like look i don't want to see him like strung out on drugs or anything like like but you know if he's taking part in substances in a way that isn't like super problematic and harmful to him where I'm like concerned that like for his physical well-being I'm not super concerned about any of this and I'm not concerned about like who he's choosing to like romantically get involved like when it comes to just like those like live your life like and also like reflecting on ourselves like I've been I've done all of these things I have tattoos when I got to college and I turned 18 like when I was like I went in my little like way back chair to like 1997 as Lady Diana you know was passing away and entering Jungkook's body what was I doing within a span of three weeks I got my tongue pierced my eyebrow pierced and my labray pierced under my lip because I had moved out of home for the first time was in a very uh strict family and kind of just was like "Ah, I'm going wild so like when I see him do a lot of these things, I'm like, dude, I know how this feels. And I know like, you know, so none of that ever worries me. Like to me, that feels very healthy to see him kind of like try stuff and explore. Like I said, I don't want to see him like smoking meth and like, you know, hitting it. Like, of course, like that just goes without thing. But just like kind of what is like the normal, like trying stuff out and doing different things. I'm like, yeah, this is very developmentally normal. And let the guy do it because most of us to some degree have like done this. 
Yes. Right, because what was he doing at, you know, 18, 19, and 20 when we were all yeah. doing those yes. things? Yeah. Like, he was, yeah. you know, as we read in the book, like, every single moment of his life was structured by Hybe, and he was yeah. practicing, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I felt about when he started, like, going on live all the time, like, middle of the night lives where he's singing yes. and drinking and making food and all of that. And it's like, people are like, what's going on with him? Why is he doing this? And I'm like, well, cause he can, yes. he finally has the agency to just be like, I can do what I want. This I'm living in my apartment, my house. I have the free time to be able to do this. And it's what I want to do. Um, and like, you know, I mean, we've talked before, he had that whole line where he's like, just in his like little down comforter just living from his bed because he can and he's like I don't feel like he me personally I don't feel like he's ever really had the freedom to do those things and to just kind of be himself like Jungkook do you know what I'm saying like he's never been able to just be him without having to be JK of BTS now he's in a situation where he can be himself like his most authentic self. And this is kind of what we're getting. He's trying things out. He's like, well, this is fun. I mean, he joined, he didn't join, but he got outed on TikTok, right? So like he has been on TikTok, which we kind of knew because he kind of like does the dances and he kind of like makes references to TikTok. He has for a couple of years now. Um, and Army had picked up on that, but he actually like, you know, shared a video on Weverse and then they figured out that it was under the name like Ian and it was like this whole thing. He's still on TikTok. <laughs> he still has an account. Um, and what yeah. I love, I know, I love it. But what I, lo what I really love is recently, and I don't know, like for you guys on that go on TikTok a lot, your algorithm picks up, like your for you page will really mirror what other people that you follow are also viewing, like what they're getting. And so I keep getting these like old BTS videos that have been posted like years ago. He's liking those videos. And they're like, like one of them literally was making fun of BTS, like in a like really fun way, like not poking fun, but just like having fun, like laughing. The reason why I saw that is because he liked that video. When you go in the comments, they're like, oh my God, JK liked your video. Like, what are you going to do? And the creator's like, I feel like I should take it down. Like, I'm kind of embarrassed, but like I made this and now he... It's like, is he liking it so he can show the members later? Like, is he texting this out in a group chat? So, like, that kind of stuff I feel like is fun. He is playing around with that, right? He's, like, having a good time as himself. And good for him. He should. Yeah. So just yes to all of that. Happy birthday, big boy, 26. Get out there and, you know, do you. And, I mean, the other thing is, like, He's he's joining the military this year. We know he is. They've been very clear. By the end of this year, they're in the military. And so you're going to be back to like, will that give freedom in some other weird ways? Yes. And you're also losing a lot of freedom in many ways. So, yeah. More to come with uh, with JK. Speaking of big boys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we can offer a little bit. So we're not quite at the big boy's birthday, but, you know, we're very, very close to big boy's birthday. Megan, as our local um, Namjoon bias, why don't you uh, why don't you give us a rundown on Namjoon? This is like so hard for me because I feel like it's too close to the sun. Like I always am like, oh, I don't know if I should talk about him because it's like too close to the sun. Um, right now, he's still 28 years old, 5'11". 
He was born September 12, 1994. What were you guys all doing in 1994? I was a freshman in high school. So good times. I was a junior in high school. I got my first kiss in 19. So if I was a freshman, because I'm the same age as Allison, freshman high school, first, that was first kiss was 1994 to the, I was in a basement of a person that we will just refer to as John P. Mm. Okay. (laughs) And um, in case he's listening, (laughs) in case he's listening or, you know, his family, Um, we were in his basement in a Chicago suburb on a couch that I believe most people during that time period had, it was this kind of like itchy textured, like mm-hmm. plaidish raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all know the couch. If yeah. you're from a yeah. certain uh-huh. age. He, we put on young guns too. Perfect. He then proceeded to, all I know is that during the kiss a thon, that was my first kiss where I had like, saliva at one point pooling into my ear canals like <laughs> literally it had come down my cheek and was in my ears I remember thinking maybe I don't like kissing like I because I'd been like so hyped for my first kiss and I was like maybe there's something wrong with me because I don't like this that's what I was doing in 1994 I'm so sorry all I remember was that I was a junior in high school <laughs> not realizing that the leader was born during that time. <laughs> I was, I mean, I was newly in school. School had just started, obviously, September 12, 1994. Probably getting ready to cheer at a high school football game, not realizing that mm, the leader had been born. Well, that's something. You were a cheerleader in 1994. <laughs> so. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, yeah, I was, uh. My mom wouldn't let me quit band, and so I was carrying around a sousaphone in September 1994 because <laughs> I'm sure that I was in marching band practice. And yeah, oh, interesting, ter- terrible times. <laughs> terrible times. <laughs> so yes, during during this period of time where you know Allison was in band, Megan was cheering, and I was getting drenched in a saliva fountain. <laughs> Nam June was born on this world in the world yeah to his lovely parents um he grew up in Ilsan uh which is a district in Seoul um he became a trainee at 16 debuted at 18 his nicknames are June I refer to him on the podcast or on the Instagram as K&J and my favorite nickname of his is Rap Monster which we all know is that's what JK calls him most of the time I mean, I guess we should say that really his stage name is RM, but we refer to him as Namjoon. So. Yes. Uh, and his underground uh, rap name when he was a little baby was uh, Runch Ronda. <laughs> I. Which I love. Me it's, too. Because he wears the thickest glasses. So to have these names, it just. Th- it makes me laugh because he has like this like I'm like this hardcore rapper persona. Maybe not so hardcore, but like this rapper persona, and yet he wears the thickest glasses. It's so, my favorite personality trait of his. You know, one of the things I like about our pod is that, you know, we say that like, you know, we're thinky thirsty and over 30. So I have a 
child now who is around the age that Namjoon was when he was like Rantrandaing around. Mm-hmm. I do too. And so watching my son kind of enter his like period of like, you know, young manhood, like some posturing, some like social, yeah, like there's just a lot that goes into this. It makes me really, I if I could like wave a wand of like one of my wish lists, I would love to interview Namjoon's mom mm-hmm. and be like, so around for like, <laughs> like I would love to just know like, what was your experience parenting like your little underground <laughs> gangster rapper son at this time? Because, you know, I just have questions. And like, I want to know like, what was he asking you to buy him from a fashion standpoint? What aesthetics was he showing up with at the dinner table that you were like, interesting choice? What, you know, what ideas did he begin to bring to the forefront that you were like, huh, this is new. I guess this is what we're doing now. Yeah, because he... So yeah, I would love to know. I I mean, I would just love to have that conversation because I, I would find it really... I mean, obviously he was immensely talented I do think it's cool of his parents and I don't really know the background of the fact that like, obviously he was very academically gifted at school. Um, and the fact that like, there seemed to be the ability to be like, yes, you're very gifted at school and it's totally cool to be like, I want to be a rap star. And like the parents were holding both things as apparently like, I don't like, I don't get the sense that like he was being told don't do it more like what um, Yunki was maybe having in his household where they were like, that doesn't seem the way. Yeah. I also, I think he said in an interview one time he was going to school or he was going to go to school to be a chemical engineer, which like blows my mind. So, and like we know from like the books that, cause you know, our book club, we read books that he's read um, that like kind of media he consumes. Um, I I wonder that too about his parents. Like, I see pictures of him when he's younger and he goes from like this little kind of like butterball baby to then like this like real lank, like lanky, awkward teenager. And then like, did he just show up at the dinner table on like a beanie and his thick glasses and was like, I'm gonna be a rapper. I'm gonna be a rapper. Like, mom, the new sick beats are dropping downtown. Come pick me up and get me a CD. I really want this. (laughs) Mom, I'm going to take the dog for like five walks so that you can buy me this CD. Mom, I really need these shoes. Oh my God. Mom, like, I mean, I'm just saying this is the life I'm living right now. And so I'm just super curious. Like, I want to know more. (laughs) Did he, I have a question. Did he fight with his mom about what he was doing after school? Right, Leah? Like, this is like, you need to come home. And take yeah. out the trash and do the dishes. And he was like, I can't. I'm trying to make sick beats. Mom, there's this underground rap competition. And I've got to do this. Don't you understand? If I don't do this. Then... <laughs> Listen, his personality leads me to believe that that is exactly what went down. And I love it. It's the most endearing thing. Now I'm doing. I noticed that you broke the door again to the patio. We now have to spend our whole weekend fixing the door that you walked through the screen because you forgot it was there. <laughs> also, 100%, he lost the, the key to the bike lock, Leah. 100%. I know that. Yeah. Did. Like my my son this summer, one of my favorite things was a night I had a lot going on and things to do. He took my really expensive mountain bike to the boardwalk 
locked it up with a really expensive bike lock because he thought that was going to be the good choice, then proceeded to immediately lose the lock. So I got stuck down there for hours with a locksmith who eventually charged me over $150 to like hacksaw off the really expensive bike lock. 100% Namjoon. Namjoon also would have put his phone in his pocket, gone on a boardwalk ride like Mm -hmm. we had happened in my house this summer, flip upside down, realize that in your giant baggy skater pants, your prized cell phone was flying out of your pocket, calling home from a friend's home distraught, like my lifeline is gone. What will I do? I'm not going to get a phone. I'm in so much trouble. And then did his mom ever have to go to a place like the boardwalk like I did? And like a needle in a haystack, find the missing cell phone on an awning of a turkey leg stand, undamaged. <laughs> like absolutely latte world. Absolutely. They, were, <laughs> they went to latte world. Absolutely. Yeah. I like. Latte I world. Love- and then Namjoon lost his wallet or something. Yeah. I mean, I would just, I mean, that's a goal. Like I want to interview his mom. You're right, Leah. We need the details. Like, I, because like, what are you going to do? You're going to interview JK's parents and I'm going to be like, he was just perfect from the beginning. Whatever he wanted to do, we said yes. Well, he does have, JK has a scar in his cheek that he apparently got from fighting his older brother for a video game controller. And the parents? So I bet he was, I bet he was a, I bet he was amazing and a pain, but different energy. And I would just, and I mean, everyone always talks about the dads and I get it. Like there's like, well, I don't get it, but I know that there's like a lot of like filial piety in like Mm -hmm. euthanism that like make them talk about their fathers a lot. But, you know, I understand like the labor of the mother. And so this, like, that's why I'm like, I want to talk to the mom because the mom, the mom has the receipts. Yeah. I feel like, and, and like, obviously my bias, love him. Um, but one of my favorite clips is that clip from In the Soup when he's trying to make himself ramen. And every possible thing that can go wrong goes wrong. And it is my, because he is so distraught about it. Not really, but like he goes to like lift the the like lid off the pan of the water, obviously burns himself, right? With the steam or like the hot lid. Then he's like trying to stir it and he like splashes it all over his white t-shirt. Then he tries to like dab the white t-shirt. And then at some point he's like walking and either trips over a rug or trips over a chair. I don't know. It's fantastic. Cinematic. And perfectly him. He breaks everything he comes into contact with. And I love that. It's one of my favorite things about him. And one of my favorite, like, I love how all members have like relationships with individual members. And like, it's fun to see those showcased. But I do have like a real little affinity for the mini money, like, Namjoon and Jimin because like one of my favorite like uh run BTS episodes is when they're talking about like how academically gifted Namjoon was da 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 they're all in like the school uniforms doing like a classroom skit and then Namjoon has his um permanent marker and he goes to the board to like write on the board because he forgot that like he needed to use chalk and Jimin is basically just like aghast. Like, what the f- uh are you like how are how like we were t- talking about like the fact that you were apparently smart? Like you are meant to be a smart person. And what are you doing? And I just want to say that that feels relatable to me personally because I I break many things. I feel very numb 
in the sense that like, I don't feel like I'm a dumb person. I definitely don't have an IQ genius level IQ by any means, but I don't feel like I'm a dumb person. And yet I have never found a pair of keys that I haven't lost. Like my coworkers now know that like, they're going to find keys in the mailbox at work, like outside, like on Friday, I was looking for my, my car key everywhere in the parking lot. My coworker comes out and she's like, you left this just like on a random desk in the office. Like, I just like, I do a lot of that kind of behavior and I feel like I kind of create like low grade chaos a lot just through like stupid F ups. And so I, I do sympathize to Nam June's plight of being the God of destruction. I always look at it as, and this is not like for you, Leah personally, but like, I guess for me, when I watch him in like run episodes or like videos or whatever, I always feel like he never got, comfortable with the how big he is like his physical size do you know what I mean so he like will run into things or he'll grab things or like I've seen like yes. uh videos where like he goes up to Jen and he like slaps Jen on the back like how oh, that was funny and Jen's like wow like what are you doing and it's like I just don't know that he ever got used to like his physical size and so like he's not that he's still learning but like it's just kind of funny that he forgets how big he is because he is actually I think him and Jen are like the same height but like physically he's like like well right now he's like lifting or whatever he's I mean not as big as he was but there are just times where it seems like when he breaks something yeah. it's like whoops I didn't mean to and run into that I didn't mean to knock that over <laughs> yeah his big meat stick hands yes definitely I'd say that is part of it and then part of it is I think he's usually just thinking of a lot of things and this is what feels relatable to me. And so he'll like mess something up just because of that. And I also, and this is me projecting, but I was, I was ledged from my house without having had most life skills that people needed to have. And so when I see him do something like excruciatingly cut a carrot to the point that I'm like, I don't understand literally what you're doing right now. Like what, like you're shaving it to a point, like it's painful and funny to watch it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I kind of feel like that was me too. Like I moved into a house, I remember, and I would bring cans, like I would knock on my roommate's doors with a can and be like, can you use like the, like, I don't know how to use the electric can opener. Like, can someone go open this can for me? And I'd have to walk around the house with like cans being like, who can open the can for me? Because I don't know how to do it. Or I was the one who would like, F up the laundry all the time because I didn't know how to like do laundry. So I just also wonder again, bringing it back to his parenting, which I didn't mean to do, was, you know, maybe he was getting a lot of support at home to like hold things down domestically so he could do his school and his run randoing. So he missed some of those like those parts of his uh, developmental growth too. Like somebody taught Jin how to cook some food because even in the dorms, Jin knew what he was doing. Yeah. And Yungi grew very quickly from blending grapes and chicken oh, to being a very proficient cook. I mean, not to get off the subject, but I just feel like even we weren't supposed to see the picture of Yungi's mom. We saw the picture of Yungi's mom. She's quite beautiful. They look alike, right? So, like, obviously gorgeous. But, like, I just need to know if, like, she hit him a lot. Like, we see the cage on the moms do. Like, almost in a comical way. Like, he would say something and she would just automatically like, hit him on the back of the head. I need to know that. Just for personal reasons, just because I just wonder that about him. Yeah, we will never get it yet. I will have as a dream a BTS 
mom roundtable talking yeah. about and it would be fascinating so fascinating so because like I was saying like with JK like I feel like his parents or like whatever he's perfect he can do what like he like he got in a fight with his brother has a scar from like a video game and I'm sure at the end of that they were like why are you fighting with him just give him what he wants right but then also like with V who's gonna say no V has been adorably cute since birth like the baby pictures of would you ever say no to toddler V would you ever say no to like five-year-old V never He'd be like, I know I ate five candy bars, but could I have one more? And I'd be like, absolutely. How about 10 more? How about I make you a cake in the interim? Like adorableness. So like, I'm fascinated to know how the parenting went. Like, you know, Jen's mom was like, "Um, he was doing chores at two. We taught him how to cook a full meal at five and a half. We just knew he needed to grow up and be like a full, a full adult very quickly. (laughs) So yeah, anything else to talk? I mean, like, yeah, we're not totally quite at RM's birthday, but I do feel like, you know, we could probably make this like, you know, this is the first half in a few weeks. We'll do the second half and we can encapsulate anything else he does. Like he might do a birthday live. He oh, might. I hope he does. Yeah, I hope he does too. So, I mean, like, we'll see kind of like, what does he have up his sleeve? Um, I also have... want to know about his new look. Yeah. I'm shape... curious. I'm curious. Yeah. Because it's not just the hair. It's like the whole slim down. I've been doing Pilates and not eating that mm. I want to know. Because he's very slim. Like yeah. if you look at his last, uh, when he went to the art installation or the like yeah. museum opening, if you look at him there and then you look at him just from Festa, he is remarkably thinner than he was before. Uh, And he was slim at Festa. Like, I remember us commenting, like, wow, he's really slimmed down. I mean, not only is he obviously doing pull-ups or something in the Hive gym, um, but he's also doing Pilates somewhere. So, just curious, like, what, are we releasing more music? Are we going to get a single? Like, are we getting a something? Like, what are we getting? Just curious. Or nothing. We never know. Yeah. I'll say that the current look he's rocking is probably not, it's probably my lead you know, this isn't me trying to be mean about it, but it's one of my lesser faves of how he shows up. I do, I've, I've really liked other um, iterations of his like styling and image a lot more. And so this one is not. I like the, in the soup RM when he's just like rolling around with his little sleeveless tight (laughs) workout (laughs) shirt. And there's some, yeah, he's got a little bit more on him. I like that. Mm-hmm. And with his big glasses. I love when he wears his glasses. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I feel like um, his body seems to naturally want to be a little bit more like muscled up and mm-hmm. like thicker. And he looks like, I don't know, there's people that just like have a certain body type that like when they're in their normal body type, that's when they look their best. Mm-hmm. Like Hobie tends to look like he is just a bean pool all the time. And so being kind of like that, like super thin, feel, looks more natural on him because mm-hmm. that's just like how he tends to look. You know, obviously sometimes with like, you know, their dieting standards and body standards, it can get more alarming. But generally he tends to be more on that leaner side. Whereas we're, I think we're used to Namjoon being a little bit more on that like muscle thicker side. And that tends to just naturally look probably better for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but one fun aside is that I'm going to Seoul next month 
And I have just started to begin to think about some of the things that I want to do while I'm there. And I do think I'm going to go and see the, um, the bridal gown donation that he made at the palace museum where he, uh, he donated $70,000 to re, um, to restore uh, some of the uh, traditional wedding gowns from the palace and they look really cool. And so I'm going to, I made, I put that down on the official list of one of the things I'm going to do. You're going to high, right? Oh, I'm going to high. That's and like a, yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm going to Hybe and I am going to the most fun place on earth, which is known as the Han river on behalf of Suga, because you know, my Obviously favorite thing. To. I, I I will never get over the vlog where they're like, pick the place that you had the most fun. And he's like, Ugh. and his little robot brain is like, boop, 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 boop. and he's like the Han River. And then they're like, but you never really went to the Han River. And so it's just like, I love his intellectual exercise of, well, for me, work is the most fun. I was just on my laptop, but I've heard people go to have fun <laughs> in such places. So I will do that. And then I will go to, um, for sure, the first dorm and, like, you know, go to yeah. the food place nearby. And I want to go to, like, the park that, like, some of their dramas went down. Like, I'm going to do some, for sure, BT. We'll, we'll do a whole pot on that. But I do think I mean, that the art installation will be cool. I'm yeah. so excited. Oh my I know. I'm so, I'm so excited and also so jealous for you. And not to change the subject and not to be uh, crazy about it. But will you get to visit the other company... Um, that your daughter loves their music. Will you get to visit the company of um, that gave us Stray Kids? Are you going to be able to do that? Go to JYP? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I am ashamed to say that at this point, I had not even given it a moment's thought of Bronte's potential interest in a Stray Kids element to this trip. I've only been thinking of it from the context of what I will be doing for BTS <laughs> until this very moment. So That's I okay. believe what I will be doing is asking Bronte, hey, since you're coming on this trip for you too. <laughs> I mean, look, she's going to be happy to do the BTS thing. But yes, sure. I really do need to open it up and be like, what would you like to be doing? And I also think we need to start to look and see like what, what stuff is going down. I know that Stray Kids actually just put out a comeback recently. And so I'm mm -hmm. wondering if they're hyping up for some stuff. And so we need to just start to pay attention to like, what could we possibly see? Like, and I also know what that- What dates like, are you going to be there? Um, We are going to be there it's so quick. It's like the 15th to the 22nd. Basically I'm in the air flying when V does his fan meet on the 14th or I would have put yeah. in that um, lottery. Yeah. And it's, it's you're going to be there two days after Jimin's birthday. Oh yeah. Two days after Jimin's birthday. So um, I will, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm definitely going to um, try to recreate some sort of ancient airport walk. Maybe I'll send. Oh my God, you better. You maybe, better wear that hat, Leah. Maybe I'll jump out first and then have Bronte walk very quickly yes. towards me as I'm like, click, 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 click. Actually, <laughs> you need to have Bronte film you in your all black and your cheetah hat walking very fast through the airport. With cheetah hat and my AirPods in and a mask. And I just yes. walk very quickly just right past her. With your slides on. Yes. With slides. Oh, my God. Swinging yes. your arms. Swinging yeah. your arms really fast. Yeah. Um, That's the cosplay that I need to do. Yes. And the yes. only reason why... The only reason why I asked about JYP is because I have seen in the past that sometimes um, they, stray kids are just hanging out, um, getting in their cars. They don't do 
it's like rare, I guess. Um, but they don't have the same like, uh, like back like underground exit as like I guess probably Hive does. Um, and so people have met, um, like Han on the street or Bang Chan or you know whatever. So if you see Christopher, tell him I said hi. I'll give a head nod. Like, yeah, that's the thing is that I have a real thing of like meeting folks in the wild, celebrities in the wild. I tend to not, I'm, I'm a non-engager. Mm-hmm. Um, but will I take note? Of course I would. And would I be sad to take note? Absolutely not. But, you know, on the rare occasions that I've like stumbled across a celebrity around here and let's be real, like these are not like, this is not like Nam June. I've seen like right. a hamburger next to like JC Riley at like our local eatery or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I'm of the mindset of like, live your life. I don't have, I mean, I'm a very good small talker and I have lots of questions for most people all the time, but if you're just like eating your sandwich, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come over and like bug you. And I certainly don't need to ever, and I'm going to say this with complete confidence. Like I would never approach a member because I wouldn't anyway, but after seeing the videos from d-day where jimin scolded the (sighs) army who was filming him and not paying attention to the concert yeah i can't think of any like there's much in life where somebody can be like i disagree with what you said or i am upset with you and i'm kind of like that's fine i don't mind i truly don't know live my life talk jimin scolding me because i in some way violated his privacy I would be haunted by this to my deathbed. It's not even the way he's okay. Yes. It's the way he scolded her, but it's the way that he did it with like the hand gesture that just sent it over the top to me. Like not only is he irritated by you, he is disappointed in you. That's the thing. It was the disappointment. He's not the irritation. Yeah. I would wither away like (laughs) ashes. Goodbye. No, that is not, I want to be the per- the fan. My goal is to be the fan, like the girl who was right in front of us at Barricade at um, yes. the second night of Oakland, where she had the old Samsung flip phone and brought a moment of delight into Shigo's life. Surprise and delight. That yes. is the energy I want to contribute as a fan, not the, oh, you just turn around and watch the show. Come oh on. God be respectful like no 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 so yeah I and I never want to have somebody say important business so to me like I just want to be like you know what I was on a subway and I saw Namjoon I'd be like oh my god that was great in my mind I'd be like ah and then I would just like that's it like I'm not gonna be like no yeah I don't know that I could say hi I don't I don't know that my brain would correctly work I'm probably would be like oh I'd make like a funny sound and people would be like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you need EMS? But I wouldn't, I don't know that I could be like, hello, I'm a huge fan. How are you? Like, no. And I would never, I'm not even going to go there. I just could never do it. Like, I just, I just, I get this impulse to be like seen and be seen and have that moment and like have that point of connection. But I I feel like it's just not what I, I'm not wired to do those kind of things. And I don't, I I would, I just won't. Yeah. And I think the goal would be like the army that left the note for V in the restaurant in Mexico. 
Yeah. Where it said like Kim Taehyung, I love you. And then he saw it and he was like, oh, like he had a heartwarming moment. Like that's the goal, right? Like yeah. that's the goal to like see them somewhere and then like leave a note or like the, when um, Nam June got his coffee and then she wrote the note on top of the lid of the coffee, like, thank you for inspiring me or whatever she said. Yeah. It was like really sweet. And then he like shared it on his Instagram. That's the goal, right? Not yeah, you, you want to make them feel... fried chicken in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, you want to feel good. You don't want to be, um, <laughs> yeah, crawling through the heat shaft into the apartment. Like, you know, like there's just no, there's no, there's no need to like put yourself in. Yeah. We're all our main characters of our own lives. And I don't need to try to like, yeah, do that. <laughs> you're not going to like, you're not going to buy a black and tan Pomeranian and then like teach it to be an actor in the event that V comes to California and needs a Pomeranian actor. You're telling me that's not a good idea, Leah? Okay, fine. No, but just so nobody thinks I'm being like super precious, did I have my husband stop in front of the outdoor gear store and recreate the photo minus the dog yes. of Suga for his folio? I 110% did that. Yeah. So let's be real. I mean, it just makes like sense. A, yeah, yeah. And if I was had the chance to go to South Korea, I would definitely go to Jim and Dad's cafe. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, not to be like crazy. I mean, I'd like a picture and buy something and, you know, uh, there's merch there. Um, but then I would leave, leave a little note. Thank you. What's, yeah. What's tasty in Busan is this cafe. <laughs> Leah, come on. You know, it's not true. I mean, it is. I'm sure it's delicious. The little pastries that they make there. I mean, what is it about Jim and dad creating delicious cuisine? Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I do look forward to Jimin's birth month. And I am going to say, and this is, you know, this is a little bit more edgy, but everyone can deal. This is the thirsty side. I saw a tweet that, do we call them tweets now? Or are they? I saw an X. X tweets. Oh, God. I hate oh, it so God. Twitter, just leave it. But somebody being like, when, <laughs> and it was just hilarious. It was when, when they made Jimin, that was not a casual nut. They made love. <laughs> and I'm like, it was not. It was not casual. Percent. That was fingers interlaced, intense yes. eye contact. Like, that was a good night in the Pock family when they made Jimin. There was no other way. <laughs> I'm that dead. Was, There's like no other like way that, that was going to happen. Yeah, it wasn't like a rollover and grumpy, no. like, oh, uh, uh, like, like this. <laughs> it was wasn't like, like I'm was tired. Like... It yeah. wasn't like I'm too tired for this. Yeah, yeah no. I agree. No, there was a lot of intention put behind that one. Candles <laughs> were lit. Candles were lit. I need to. No, never mind. I'm not gonna. Say that. Music was put on, and because Jimin slutty was... jazz. Did they put on slutty jazz? Yeah. No, no one's gonna convince me Jimin wasn't conceived in pure love. There, there's no way. <laughs> There's there's just no way. I guess we need to invite uh Puck Demon's mom into this conversation as well. <laughs> I mean that's a just good goal to have. And we yeah. need a round table of all the moms. <laughs> and we need to hear their side of the story. We need to hear about which and when you think about it too, I mean, we're laughing about like I mean not laughing, but I mean we are. We're poking fun kind of at like teenage Namjoon, but like he didn't live at home that long as a teenager. No. You know, he went and lived as a trainee. So, like, a lot of his awkwardness. And, like, then I think about how I would feel if my 16-year-old daughter was like, I'm going to go be a trainee. Bye. And then, like, living on her own 
And then I'm calling like, Hey, did you eat today? And she's like, no, I just danced for 17 hours. It's fine. I'm going to bed now. Good night. Yeah. Well, I'm going to drink, I'm going to blend up this chicken really fast. I'm going <laughs> to throw some grapes in it, some juice, and then I'm hitting the bed. Hey, mom. That, that's made- a thing, though, because I just I saw a video is. Jackson Wayne do- did that. No, He's like, I'm going to make, but yeah. What I don't understand is it's not a time saver. This is a question no. because no. by the time you have to clean that wretchedness out of a blender, just have put it in your mouth and drink some juice. Right. Just boil that chicken and eat it. Like putting (laughs) it in the blender, you're just making a mess. Yungi's like, I'm too busy for that. I got to go. It's got to go in my Stanley cup. Goodbye. I don't have time for chewing. He didn't have time for chewing is what that tells me. I understand that would have slowed him down. But then who's cleaning up that mess? Jin. (laughs) He's absolutely Jin. Stuck to the blender. By the way, um, so the actor that is on Lovely Liar was on Suchota. Yes. And they, I guess, I didn't watch it. I'm sorry. I'm bad person, no, like K-pop person. I haven't watched that episode yet. But I have. From so what well. I understand, <laughs> Yoongi was talking about being, uh, like, consulted. Yes. Right? About As being a composer. He, flex, he flexed that pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Great. He's very Good proud of himself. I love it. Because what I what made me think of that is in one of the first episodes of lovely liar um the actor that's playing the producer only eats almonds and vacuum sealed chicken breasts from his fridge and he goes to the fridge and takes out one package of like a single chicken breast that's been vacuum sealed opens it up and eats it and then eats like three almonds and I was like, well, I guess it was too much of a stretch. Like it was going to give too much away if you put that chicken breast in a blender with the grape juice <laughs> and then drank it. That was too much. But that's what that, at that point in the drama, that's what that character was eating. And I just think that's funny. Yeah. And I mean, look, I get chicken is a high protein, low calorie food. You can remain in like a deep ketosis eating it. I'm just saying, eat the chicken. Don't drink the chicken. <laughs> There's no reason to drink it. There's, and there's leave no the mess reason you can convince me that drinking the chicken is a faster, time-efficient way to go. Yeah. At that point, I feel like you were flexing the, oh my gosh, I'm so busy girl vibes, where I'm like, we're all girl busy. Boss. <laughs> he was so girl bossing. Girl bo- your girl boss lunch <laughs> is posturing your busyness. <laughs> It was such a girl boss at the time. Chewing was not an option. That was yeah. too much. Oh my god! Like I don't even have time to chew. But I do. Yeah. Was Jim? Is Jim the unsung hero who is cleaning the blender? That's all I want to know because cleaning out chicken from a blender is that is not a quick and easy task. I love that they gave us the book over the summer. Love that. Thank you. It was such a gift to Army. But what I will need is I will need Jin's autobiography at some point in the near future where we do find out that Jin was the t- housekeeper of the entire den of rap or den of hormones at this point when they all lived together, where their bunk beds were stacked and there was nowhere to walk. And there was like literally two million pairs of shoes in the entryway. Um, And so- I... I need the backstory on that because I feel like Jin also had to clean the bathroom and launder the sheets and like do those types of, he told them to also do it. 
And I feel like they did it a couple times like teenage children will do. And then they kind of like left it. And Jin was like really the big dad vibe of the group that had to like take on that task. And this so is I- the perfect segue to maybe like wrap up the pot because you had mentioned the Such Vita episode um, with Lovely Liar. I, mm-hmm. I'm totally blanking his name. I apologize. He is Me from too. the group 101 as well. Um, Huang Min Hyung. Okay. Um, just came to me adorable so he's known for being exceptionally neat like he is a tidy man apparently and so you know Suga's talking to him about his neatness and then he asks the question well who's the neatest member of bts and i believe this would be a great way to segue out and Suga's like fascinating you ask this because my answer comes as a surprise even to myself i'm i'm paraphrasing i'm putting my own spin on this he's like but if you go to that bastard namjoon's house he does not say this but that's the vibe i get the vibe and you see how fucking clean that house is yet you lived in the garbage hole with him like when i lived with him there was no tidy tidy it was just nasty nasty and now somehow that bitch is the cleanest member of all of us. My favorite. That's basically the answer that I feel like if I read between the lines when he said it's Namjoon, astoundingly so. I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. And I believe it because he gave us an apartment or yeah. house tour and it's pretty, I mean, it's tidy. It's tidy. And he has a Spartan bed. The tiniest loneliest bed that a person making bazillions of dollars should never sleep in a bed like that two pillows that's it and like a sheet yeah i mean he he, i want to encourage him that if he's going to spend a million dollars on a glass ottoman yes it's okay and, and, and great great love this for you you've worked hard for that money get a bed that's bigger than a full right or bedding Nice bedding. I mean, I just am like, just get just get the king size. You have fun. Make yeah. it a circle. Make it a water bed. Whatever. Yeah. A race car you bed just, if you're inclined. Like whatever. I, I just want you to be That's able to st- and this isn't even just for like your fun, your fun special hug times. This is just like you deserve to have a bed you can put your entire body starfished out and not have a limb hanging off the edge right of that right invest in yourself Dom June. yeah i mean you invest in your art you have artwork all over your house and have what's those- koe doing with this like they're they're getting like right it was he just like no i'm good I, I mean and i was like well maybe it's the kink maybe he likes the tiny bed and maybe this is like a choice i mean he does like tiny things he did say that <laughs> jimin was the cutest <laughs> thing on earth so maybe it's like a a monkish thing like he just has this vision of what his life should be in his little art gallery of an apartment and it's supposed to be very monkish i don't know i don't know or if he has a visitor come over he's like look i don't want to chase you around this bed i just want to have you right there (laughs) i I just and it's an astoundingly tiny bed Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because he had like his kitchen table, his like dining table custom made. So why didn't that same person just custom make him a bed? He 
if I ever get my throwaway question with Namjoon, I'm going to be like, tell me what the fuck is up with the bed. <laughs> What's up with the full size? That's my get out of jail Namjoon card. I, I just, I'm sorry. I know this is privacy. I just have a lot of questions about your tiny bed. I mean, you're one step away from having like a toddler race car bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, agreed. And yeah, I mean, maybe that was his revenge on everybody that now he's like super tidy. It's amazing. So <laughs> I hope that as he turns 29, what, okay, what were you doing 29? Mm, I was pregnant. Not in September. I had a brand new baby in the throes of postpartum depression. Sadly. Yeah. Not fun times. I was uh, still in that abusive relationship living Allison? in Lincoln. <laughs> Listen, I I had to leave when I could. So. Yeah, I get it. We've all been there. Um, But I was very, it was the tail end there. So yeah, I was in Lincoln. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just living, living the life here. All right. Well, I was moving to, oh no, I had had my first and I had hit this period of time where like occasionally I go all in on something. Like I'm currently in my BTS era. At that point I was in my, I am a mom and have become a mom era where I was doing things like I had decided because of the internet and I don't know, craziness that I was going to do things like make my own laundry detergent for my child. Like I was going into like full Mason jar homesteading life. Like, no, I will not buy baby food. I will hand grind all the baby food that I've gotten from the farmer's market. No, I'm not going to just like wash my kids clothes and like freaking tie. I am going to go buy borax and like some sort of soap, grate it, grate my fingers like and bleed because I'm going to like be like such an almond mom. So I guess I was in my cosplay almond mom era at 29. Which is great because now that child probably just eats corn dogs on the regular. Uh, for being that honest. I buy. Yeah. <laughs> because I no longer cosplay to be an almond mom. I now have but the wisdom and comfort in myself to be like i'm gonna sweat the shit that matters and not sweat this stuff we will buy the tide pods yeah i was i was there for a while recently my kids asked me like remember when you used to do like i don't remember what it was some type of food thing like you used to make these cookies and you used to do this ago yeah and like you guys don't even eat them anymore so why would i make them that's fine you don't it's fine. Like food crafts or whatever. I'm like, yeah, we don't, we're past that. Sorry. I'm not gonna make you the bento box lunch, like cutesiness <laughs> with the like faces. Sorry. We're not yes, doing that. Sorry. Ship has sailed. Free lunch so. in California. It's yeah. lunch. <laughs> Glorious. Gloriously. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's reconvene in a couple weeks where we, Numjin will now be 29 and we're going to know a lot more about a lot more things because we know nothing Look, at all times. Yeah. And I don't want to, I'm not even going to say the thing that I know is happening. In I know what's happening. I don't want to say it either. No, we all no, know what's happening. No. Yeah. If we say it out loud, it'll happen. So I'm not saying well, it, it. Yeah. We'll just talk. I, I keep hoping it's already happened and we're like a month into it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I know it hasn't. Mm. So yeah, but JK, JK has come back to South Korea 
from a busy schedule. The last time he did that was to be there for Hobie's enlistment. So we'll just leave it out there that we will be reconvening soon. Welcome to the family, uh, baby Augustie and Charlotte the cat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Happy they birthday. were playing the whole time. So Happy birthday to the Virgo boys. Congratulations Jorge. on layover. Borje. 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 <laughs> Can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon of Delight K-Drama. Deep dives from three romance authors with new episodes every Wednesday.